Hi. Hi. Welcome. welcome to Couples Gate. I'm Emma. And I'm Pitch. And it's nice to see you again. <laughs> Thanks, Dylan, our Thanks, producer. Thanks, Dylan, our producer. Actually, maybe the sound will be good on this one. Well, um, let's not make any promises. Yeah, he is no. leaving the room. He is. <laughs> so we can talk Boy, about and him. And so fast, too. We were like, maybe you could stay and just produce this. And he was like, no, thank you. No, I don't listen to your no, podcast. No, ever. Ever. <laughs> We do need a producer, though. We do need a producer. So if you're uh, looking for an intern job. Yeah, if you want to sit and listen to two ladies talk about things and uh, produce our podcast, we would love to have you. We'll even let you jump in sometimes. Tell us tell us things about you. Well, that depends on who you are. Yeah, maybe. But... I'm not. You're right. No promises. Maybe we'll be like, shh, nobody cares. <laughs> just quiet. Quiet. Just yeah. like a, you're just a little <laughs> producer mouse. That's all you are. Yeah, a producer mouse. Actually, that would be awesome. Could we get a producer Can mouse? A mouse? <laughs> I'll ask. It the could college. live here with the kids. Yeah, we have a mouse. We have a mouse. And oh, like a like a pet mouse? No, or like a... like a mouse that keeps coming into our kitchen. Oh, and we put a trap out for it, and it hasn't been caught. And it just every so often, I'll be like sitting in the kitchen, and it'll run across <gasps> the floor. Oh my god, I would. And die. boy, you think you're a real tough adult person until a mouse runs across the floor, and you're like. Ah! nothing's i will scream so, so loud if i see a mouse it's like so other creepy. things snakes spiders i have no problem with but mice the thing yeah. about mice is that they will run at you yeah as you're little, screaming at them it, it, there's kind of an aggressive mouse yeah. like a couple times it's really come at me and i yeah. had to hop up on the <laughs> counter and i'm like this is my house you know but no it's the mouses now so oh yeah i'm always it's this time of year too i leave my back door open a lot and then i'll start noticing oh there's there's mouse churds now yeah so somebody got in and yep. is having a good time with the sugar cereal and uh i hate do mice. you have a hard time killing mice no no me no, neither i don't I, I i do get the trap where i don't have to see the body yeah you know i don't get the little cheap trap i get the you know 15.99 trap yeah where it's just like you throw the whole thing away and you don't have to see it dylan but got i'm one happy of the, to, for that for it to die dylan got one of the live ones mm -hmm. you know where it's like the humane one and he was like we'll just catch it and we'll put it out you know and i'm like in the neighbor's yard like just <laughs> where do you put that stupid it's just somebody's problem if you put it anywhere it's just somebody else's problem um no i always i used to always put the poison down because mm. i figure that way you're not just killing one mouse man you're just killing a bunch of mice <laughs> and whatever else but Dylan didn't want to kill him. I grew up on a farm, so I don't have a problem killing mice. They shit everywhere, too. It's, it's like, disgusting. It's, it's really once disgusting. Once they get into stuff, oh, it's bad. it's bad. Every once in a while, I'll make something with black sesame seeds, and then inevitably they end up on the floor, and I'll have like this terrible moment <laughs> of terror. Like, is that mouse shit? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. But, so. Um, well, we have a lot to talk about today. We have a lot of fun. We even fun made a list, which we, we made a list. never do. I know. We're usually like, what What are you, what did you do? What are you doing? We're professionalizing. Um, I, I'm very excited because uh, we've been talking about weddings. Uh, you sent me some- Because we're women. Because we're women. And we're not getting married to each other. I know. That surprises some people. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Um, but you, we've been talking weddings. Do you mm -hmm. want to? Do you want to say why? Why are we talking? About oh, well, I don't want to say why. Okay, but <laughs> I mean, things come up. People talk about, talk things. about things. Talk, You're in relationships. No, I mean, there's no. There's, no, there's no been no, no no big moments. No. But there's conversations happening. Conversations are happening in both of our lives. Well, yours mostly. <laughs> That's not true. That's, not true. That's actually the complete oh. opposite of what's happened. Oh, you're making me so sweaty. You guys are talking about it, which then I, mean, I yes. mention, and then it kind of brings up some things in my life. Yes. So 
yeah no okay so what what kind of went down was uh um we were talking about your wedding (laughs) and possible wedding no 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 i may at some point in my life get married right um we're talking about your possible wedding and plans for that like you know it's not like we have a scrapbook (laughs) or anything or a pinterest (laughs) we've been thinking we've been looking at a few things right um and then I, it, Dylan, um, back in the spring, had asked if I, how, how, this is where I start not being able to make words with my mouth. <laughs> it's so hot in here, right? <laughs> Jeez Louise. It Ooh. is really hot in here. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, I gotta go. <laughs> he asked how I felt about getting married in the spring, and I... I, I like him enough to marry him. It would make sense. You um, like him enough to... I, you do, do you I love would, him? I love... <laughs> firm handshake. Well, thanks for coming. I like like him. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, I love him enough to marry him. He's wonderful. He's so he supportive is. of me and the kids. And we have a great life together. I love my stepkids. We have a really good thing. I don't, I don't feel a super 100% on getting married. Because I, it's like this weird, I don't know. Like, I like the way we are now. I like that there's like not, I don't know, like, like there's nothing keeping us together except wanting to be together, you know, I, which is hilarious because Dylan, think, he's like, right. The fact that we've combined a household and six kids, that has no, that doesn't keep us together at all. <laughs> That's no pressure. Um, and also I just had to have this, like, I already did marriage. I know what it feels like. And I don't know if I want well, no, to, I you did know what, bad marriage. <laughs> yeah. You did marriage with somebody who was sort of not great yeah and that's the marriage that you exist that's the marriage in. that i know so you didn't ma- you didn't marry Dylan. so i had told him i was like i was like we'll talk about it and you know maybe we'll get married next in some other times uh <laughs> maybe the renaissance <laughs> yeah well, so then the great depression we're thinking about getting married again. <laughs> great depression wedding no, not like a theme. Like we're actually time traveling. That's what I mean. Yeah, the Renaissance. You'll do that. Yeah, pretty much. So um, I had told him, I was like, "There's just no way." There's. I was like, "I just am not ready right now." And he's been. He was like, "That's fine." He's. He gets it. Um, but then when we were talking about your wedding, I had this, <laughs> oh my gosh, moment come over me where I was like, "Okay, just for the record." <laughs> We're not talking about my wedding. I meant you're possible in the future. No pressure. Whatever happens. Meaning, happens. yeah, like a wedding. We're talking about weddings. A wedding. Yeah. As a person, what what would you want what for would, yourself? What, what would people want for their wedding? And I'm not a wedding person. So this is what comes up for me every time somebody starts talking about weddings. I'm like, oh, I just can't stand up in front of a group of people that I love and be the center of attention and like make some sort of heart felt proclamation it just all feels so insincere for me it's all so cheesy yeah and when i go to other people's weddings i don't feel like that no but for myself <laughs> right i'm like no <laughs> no thank you like it just and like i if i think oh well, what would i wear i would yeah. just feel stupid yeah in some like a special outfit for yeah. this oh and mine would be a second wedding what do you do like you have a big i'm gonna wear white and we're gonna do spend 10 grand and do a big second come on <laughs> big second wedding no i'm not i can't i just can't and i'm not even making fun of people who do like whatever makes you happy that's fine but for myself it just feels that's been one of the hang-ups when we talk about getting married is i'm like let's just elope somewhere and just go somewhere and get if we were going to do it but dylan wants to do like a party and he's like no you we're doing a wedding we're having a wedding and i've been like i'd marry you but i'm not having a wedding 
And so that's been one of our grand hangups in this. But then I had this thing come over me <laughs> because we, first of all, I told them, because I don't want any of the planning. I don't want to be in charge of picking out colors or plates or food or having to invite people. So I told them, you should just have a surprise wedding <laughs> for me. <laughs> you should just, just That's not a me. thing. That's no. not a thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, because I have a hard time moving to the next stage of things. And like, even when we were going to move in together, we'd been dating for a couple years and our kids really wanted to move in. And there was like, no way, like I never could have done it. And then it was just like one weekend, he was like, but we're moving in together this weekend. That's what's happening. <laughs> and we just moved. It like kind of happened before I had a chance to think about it. And thank God we did because it's been lovely. And I really like, we really like living together, but I would have never pulled the trigger ever, ever on my own. And so I was told him, I'm like, I like you enough to marry you, <laughs> love you enough to marry you. So why don't you just surprise me? You know, just throw, you throw a wedding and I'll just show up and be like, what? <laughs> This is great. A wedding. So and sometimes people have surprise weddings, but it's the guests that are surprised <laughs> that they're at the wedding. How about the like Jennifer Aniston's me. wedding yeah. was, I guess, like that. Mm. But she's a celebrity. So there was I'm, a reason. I'm almost a celebrity. You are a celebrity. I'm almost so close. Uh, <laughs> but still, Jennifer Aniston wasn't surprised that it was her wedding. Well, you know, I just think it's for something. <laughs> Maybe I'm onto something here because you know, it's there's a lot of pressure that has, it goes along with it. And so I don't know. So for, at first I was like, just have a surprise wedding for me. Then I was like, I was like, okay, the only way I'll marry you is if we can have, if, first of all, if you propose to me on Delilah, the radio show, uh, 100% sincerely, not, not in a cheesy way, 100% Delilah sincerely. Um, and then you have them play Faith Hill's This Kiss. <laughs> And I know that's sounds... not cheesy at all. No, Emma. not no. at all. <laughs> no, but I love that. I, I love Delilah. Not, not ironically, <laughs> because when I was a single mom, the kids and I, and I, you know, was very sad and alone. The kids and I would listen to Delilah every night when we would go to bed. And she is just so ridiculously 100% sincere and heartfelt. And it's just like, Delilah. <laughs> and I fucking love it. And I was like, propose to me on there. Uh, all sincerity and then the only way i'll marry you is if we have a corn maze wedding this is so ridiculous it's the greatest <laughs> so it's a surprise wedding okay and everybody has to find you in the middle of the corn maze and, and then you can't get married until everybody's made their way till the middle of but the... is there room in the middle of a corn maze the one i'm gonna have somebody mow for me <laughs> is gonna Dylan, when I told him this idea was like you went from zero planning to having someone plant a corn maze <laughs> In the likeness of our faces. <gasps> That's and then we meet in the middle. Everybody meets in the middle. You get a pumpkin to take home. You're shaking your head a lot here. <laughs> and I just feel like maybe you're not thinking how amazing this wedding is. Well, because would be. then you were like, we could have a double corn maze yeah. wedding. And, and I, I was like, That's not the wedding I envisioned for myself. Come on, you love fall. No, no. Of course. Actually, maze I don't love fall. No. Everybody else loves fall. I love fall. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> Fall means winter Halloween, is coming. It would be, and we're going to get married on Halloween. Halloween and everybody has to wear costumes and then everybody comes and finds you in the middle of the corn maze. Then you go <laughs> trick-or-treating and everybody eats chili and and everybody gets to take a pumpkin off. You've just planned your own corn I maze wedding. totally <laughs> did. And Dylan was like, I'm not doing you that. You decided on the food. <laughs> you decided, I know. Dylan decided not, on the course of events. Dylan was like, I don't need to marry you after all. Never candy mind. corn cake. <gasps> Which would be even more terrible than That's candy corn or That's wedding amazing. cake. 
Oh, it's all yeah. coming together. So I thought so this was hilarious. So you're not in? You don't want to do a double corn maze wedding with me? No, no. Oh. And just to make sure, I went home and told Dave from high school, I was like, well, Emma has this crazy idea that she wants to have a corn maze wedding, which he thought was great. Double thought, corn maze wedding. Yeah. And I was like, but I'm not doing that. Oh. So then a couple of days later, he comes back to me and he says, the only way I'm marrying you is if we get married at the roller drone. <gasps> If we have a roller skating wedding. Okay, fuck everything uh, about the corn maze wedding. Forget the corn maze <laughs> wedding. We're doing a roller drum double wedding. Well, hear me out. All couple skate songs. Okay. You and I skate out together. We give each other away. <laughs> we skate out together to a couple skate song. I'm thinking something by Janet Jackson. Um, I get out and then we part ways <laughs> to our future spouses. And we then everybody skates in a circle around us while we do our vows. I think that, that it's the way you love me. It's uh, everybody's holding hands, feeling like this around in a circle. I think you're uh, assuming that we're all good skaters here. <laughs> I am actually. Everybody's gonna have a few I'm months pretty. of lessons. A few months of lessons at least. Yeah, and oh, I said, and you, ball? and so I think maybe um, actually Dave and Dylan should get married because both of them, <laughs> like I know Dave's going to want to build a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Like he's going to want to do some woodworking. Oh, like ramps, <laughs> like uh, skate ramps. Like we could, oh, everybody practices for and we're like part of the, part of the, the, you know, instead of Corinthians, we have people do tricks. No, yeah, love is patient, some, love is some beautiful, Woo! like inlaid walnut ramps. Beautiful. That's what he's going to want to build. That's perfect. I think we have a wedding here. <laughs> Okay, I'll think about it. I said I I made a, like a very solid no to both of you, oh. but I'll think about it. Think about it because I thought maybe maybe the skating engagement party, and then maybe really we should save the corn maze mm-hmm. for your funeral. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I've been thinking oh about it. Oh my god! <laughs> maybe more appropriate. Can I die now? Because that's amazing. A corn maze funeral is. <gasps> uh huh. Because okay. we could have like fake tombstones and then your real tombstone. <laughs> yeah. We could have like, you know, one of those like skeleton hands that mm-hmm. come out. But actually my but bones. It, yeah. Or we could have like a bunch of people dressed up as you, <gasps> no, like jumping oh, out and scaring oh, people. Oh, it's like a scary corn maze funeral. <laughs> yeah. And oh yeah. And people like are walking through Like a corn maze funeral. Or yeah. mourning however they see fit. Right. And, and then I'm jumping out scaring. Yeah. A zombie walk. Yeah. Make everybody dress like zombies. Uh-huh. Oh, I really want a corn maze funeral now. That's the I don't only... think you can have both. You can't have a corn maze about... wedding and no, no, a corn no, maze funeral. No, 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 because we're doing the couple skate wedding. Right. And then I'll do a corn maze funeral. Um, the only way I'm dying is if you give me a corn <laughs> maze funeral, turns out. I'm going to live forever if you don't give me that. I actually would, uh, just, just if I'm taken young, just promise me, promise me as my best friend that you will give me a corn maze wedding. I promise that you. That you insist to my family that I didn't, I, I wanted to be cremated, sure, but also I needed to be part of a corn maze yeah. in my death. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I have no problem agreeing to that. That sounds good. Also, I think you need to give me some um, direction on the playlist. We'll oh, have it's to work just to Faith Hills This Kiss over <laughs> and over again. At the corn maze funeral? <laughs> it, that is my... Thriller? Favorite. No thriller? I know. I know you should have thriller, but... Um, nobody ever will listen Monster to mash. this kiss with me. And every time I sing it to people, they, sh- they make me stop. They shun you. They shun me. <laughs> they do. Um, but it's my chance to shine. Oh, oh, oh hey, whoa, hang on. I'll record my own version of it. And you just play that on a loop. Okay. And then people will really miss me. <laughs> 
Well, I'm glad we got all this figured out. <laughs> um, I'll have a, I'm planning for your funeral to have a dog, like a, a bunch of dogs like we did for, like you did for Sheriff's birthday. Mm-hmm. It'll be a dog funeral and everybody will bring their, their cremated pets. <laughs> and Oh, so it's dead dog dead funeral. Dead dog funeral. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At the winery. <laughs> Do you want to be buried with the dogs at the in the pet cemetery? Where do you want to be buried? <laughs> I don't want to be buried. Want I want to be, be cremated, cremated for sure. Yeah. Where do you want to be sprinkled? I don't care. Yeah. I mean, if you'd like some of my ashes on your mantle, I'd be fine with that. No, um, I think that's terribly creepy. I don't want anything to do with that. I'm going to take the ashes, my part of the ashes, um, which I'm not going to like lay claim to half. <laughs> But I feel like I get a small portion. You know, like three eighths. Like a like a cups. A Is cups three eighths worth? bigger than half or less? I don't even know. It's less. <laughs> and I'm gonna take them and I'm gonna make them into one of those necklaces with like the heart that's half a heart and the beef fry. Do you don't want to have it pressed into a diamond? I guess it kind of depends on what your budget's like at that point when I yeah. die. Yeah, it depends. It depends on where I'm at with comedy. Right. Whether or not I take your ashes and make them into a diamond or just a simple <laughs> silver band. <laughs> Or wear them in a plastic vial around your neck. I could do that, too. I could do that, too. <laughs> Who's that? This is my friend Jocelyn. She, uh, we had a podcast together. <laughs> we were very close. We were going to have a double wedding. <laughs> she, wouldn't, she wouldn't go through with it. <laughs> you have commitment issues. Uh, oh, yeah, that's what it is. It's definitely commitment issues. Um, I'm, I'm super excited to move on to our next bit here because you have This Week in Moms. Oh, this weekend, moms. Yeah, I brought got, to you by moms. I got another lovely letter from my mom. You got a poem. I got a poem. Um, it's actually a warm fuzzy gram. I don't know if you remember these from the eighties, but they were a thing that no. they kind of passed around in uh, elementary school. Okay. And it had a little. It has a little. Um, it says warm fuzzy gram at the top, and then it has like a little creature little fuzzball creature oh, at the yeah, bottom, I do and they those. were like different multicolored right. from the mimi. They were mimeographed. Yes, I do remember those. <laughs> and it said warm fuzzy gram, and then you would write one to somebody, and then the whole idea was to pay it forward, yeah. right? So my mom is still sending warm fuzzy grams, <laughs> and she sent me one. And uh, it says, to my bold daughter, Sunshine, who harbors a shy little hedgehog in her heart. For situations tricky, she burrows in prickly. <laughs> oh, boy. Love, mom. <laughs> So your mom's warm fuzzy gram was, well, sweetie, you're a hard bitch. <laughs> yeah, you're that a was real just real woman. curious what, why she decided to just point it out to me that I'm real prickly in I, hard situations. So well, I was like, oh, bold sunshine, ah, oh, that is you. And then it's like, ah, uh, you're, you know, when things get tough, boy, you sure you're tucking. You really hide. Yeah, you're, yeah, prickly, not. That's funny because the warm, fuzzy gram was a part of a book that I remember from elementary school that had a, it showed you the difference between cold pricklies and right. warm fuzzies. Yeah. And she included pr- the cold prickly <laughs> in your warm fuzzy, which is really a mom <laughs> skill. Like that really takes a little extra something to be That's able to meta. give your kid both. <laughs> right. You know, give them a little of each. Well, she's giving me a warm, fuzzy gram about how cold prickly I am. <laughs> love you just as you are you know you're not very warm it's tough to love you but we do we do it anyway <laughs> no that's yeah. fantastic so that thanks, is mom. really great oh boy have you uh talked to your mom recently you know i have talked to her a little um 
we did the corn maze together, our whole family, and we had a good time. And we did Halloween. Not the corn maze wedding. This no, was just, just a regular the corn regular. maze. That's where I got the idea for the wedding. Because oh, we okay. all went to the corn maze like we do every year. And then I was like, what if? Um, no, we, uh, nah, we haven't really talked a whole lot. Ever since I, you know, called on, made the mistake of calling her on the road when I was sad that one time, <laughs> she's been checking in with me a lot. And I've been like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm fine now. So let's just move on. <laughs> Um, so no, I don't have anything in mom's, nothing at all. I, um, you have a good, uh, person you hate this week though. Oh, you have a really good one. Oh yeah. I had the, uh, perfect example of a fucking dude microaggression happened to me at Fred Meyer yesterday, which yesterday was Saturday. I went to the grocery at about two in the afternoon. So, you know, light outside, perfect grocery store time. You know, I'm wearing like yoga pants or whatever, not dressed up. Not, yeah. So um, <laughs> I was in the shampoo aisle and this guy kind of cut me off. And so I noticed that he, you know, I noticed him because he cut me off. And when I noticed him, he noticed me. Mm-hmm. And I made a note that he noticed me. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and leave the shampoo aisle now. I don't need to be in the aisle with this dude. Um, and it was a hard notice. It was a hard notice. Like it a was glance, a glance. It was an up and down. Right. It was a yeah. like, who is this girl? I'm going to, you know, look all over her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then I got, I went to the checkout and uh, I had the, a massive amount of produce, loose produce. So I am the person at the grocery store that you don't get behind in line because it's going to take fucking forever. And I had this real aw shucks uh, cashier who was new. And so it's like going to take even longer. And so then I'm standing there and I notice this dude from the shampoo aisle gets into line behind me. He has one item. Oh, boy. One item. And immediately sidles up to me as close as he can get. And this guy's I would say he was 6'4", 6'5". He was huge. He was like twice my size. And he's standing, not even kidding you, like five inches away from me. And... I'm holding my ground at the debit station because like I'm getting buying my groceries and for the next I don't know seven to ten minutes he makes noises he talks he kind of grunts he complains like he's really annoyed that it's taking so long and it's like you knew exactly how long this was going to take so he's obviously trying to get me to somehow acknowledge his existence at one point, he um, decides to take off his sweatshirt. So he, like, expands his reach into my zone even, like, more aggressively. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and this just goes on for the entire time I'm standing in line. I had never at one point acknowledged his existence. But he was so, like, aggressive physically. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think we talk about you know, a lot of these situations that women are uncomfortable just in their daily lives, but we don't ever have any specific examples. So I just wanted to bring up yeah. the specific example of I'm just at the fucking grocery store. And this is the kind of thing that had I had it been later in the evening, I would have been seriously concerned about getting to my car Oh yeah, because he was so obviously trying to have some kind of an interaction with me had he stood three feet away and talked to me about some of the produce i had on the fucking belt like i would have been totally fine with it it's not like i can't yeah deal with somebody a you know a stranger in 
in a <laughs> in a normal space like with a normal interaction yeah it's not the it's like if he had treated you like a person right. instead of a piece of meat or prey you right know? right he was treating me like with just the utmost disrespect mm-hmm. i felt that's really close to stance to someone in the grocery store line yeah yeah that's creepy weird yeah and and what i wondered like after the whole fucking scenario played itself out i was like what did he want from me like yeah what was he expecting i'm what sure he, he was like i'm sure happen. when i walked away he was like fucking bitch yeah stuck up bitch yeah like when because i didn't i didn't say anything to him but but what i'm wondering is in the outcome in his mind what yeah. was gonna happen yeah what what did he want me to look over and say to him did he want me to like really it, be impressed by his biceps and his fucking american flag tattoos that are rippling on his biceps like am i am i supposed to what what do you want yeah that level of aggression what's <clears throat> what's the outcome he's hoping for are we gonna I, go fuck in the bathroom at 2 p.m on a saturday yeah at the fucking fred meyer i'm gonna that be what you so want? turned on by how close you're standing to me that i'm gonna give you my number i'm gonna be like oh wow this guy's a close stander <laughs> that's my thing <laughs> you know like what is what is he hoping for yeah i i think guys like that are under this misimpression that women want to be pursued like that. Like he, he is, whether it purposely or not, and I do 100% believe it's purposeful, guys like that are, he's trying to intimidate you because he thinks that that is attractive. Like he, he's been taught through pop culture and movies and stuff that women like to be pursued. Even if they put up a fight and they act like they don't like it, they actually want to be pursued aggressively like that. And, and like, I think he thinks that you're going to, I do. I think he thinks that you're going to be like reluctant at first and then be like, oh my God, God, you just came after me so forcefully. That's what I want, you know? And he, he thinks your guys are going to hook up because he was so up in your biz. He was all up in my biz. So creepy. (laughs) So creepy. Yeah. So, you know, it just it's just those kinds of things that yeah. women have to live with on an everyday basis where somebody feels like they, by it. they are entitled to you and your space yeah. and who and and they're going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. That like your property, your public property in a way. And right. he's just getting close to you because he wants to be close to you. So fuck off, you know. Yeah. And I think a lot of times guys that I know that are not like that are very surprised how much of that women put up with. Like, I think. You were talking about in in the shampoo aisle how you noticed him noticing you. And I was trying to explain to a guy the other day who had told me like, oh, you love it. You love the attention from men. You, you know, you love that men look at you like. And I was like, I have been ignoring the attentions of men since I was like nine years old. Like from the first I started to have the first inklings of puberty, like I remember for the first time being like 10 and seeing a man notice my very small breasts, like seeing a man glance down and look at them too long. And I think you like you spend so much of your life as a woman ignoring that attention that makes you feel bad. And like occasionally when you're attracted to somebody back, you let that in. But you have like this buffer zone of ignoring the huge glut of gross attention you get, you know. And I don't think men know what that feels like. No, it's like every day you have to go out into the world and you have to have your arsenal of weapons where you have to think, okay, what weapon do I have to use in this, in this space? Yeah. You know, am I going to have to be a prickly bitch right now? Am I going to have to be worried about the next move that I make? Yeah. Do I, like, I have to be strategic. I have to leave a space 
why don't I get to be in that space and look at the fucking shampoo? Yeah. Oh, because somebody has decided that they want to have an interaction with me. Yeah. That they want to, like, why? Why do you get to do that? I think I think a lot of men, too, would be like, well, why don't you just tell them to back up? Or why don't you just tell them, hey, you're standing too close to me, back <laughs> off. Which I, no woman would ask you that question, I think. Like, or very, very few. Yeah, I'm going to look up fo- the four feet uh, that it takes to make eye contact with the dude and be like, hey, why don't you back up, Hi, man? Excuse me, you're really pressing my boundaries right now. <laughs> no, because... Right. First of all, that's the shit that gets women murdered. <laughs> Being like, hey, back up off me is dangerous. That's really dangerous for women. And because from the time you're little, you're taught to de-escalate shit with men because they're fucking nuts. You know, a guy like that, you don't know. You don't know how dangerous he is. Maybe he'll be like, oh, gosh, I'm sorry. I'm standing too close. Or maybe he'll follow you out to your car and kill you. And right, so, or hurt you in some or hurt way. You. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't think... I don't think even maybe small men have a, a little bit more of an idea of what it's like to move through the world with that constant tr- strategic fear. But I think most men don't have any idea. Yeah, I that um, how you are just in a space and, and a man thinks that he's like has a right to that space happens to me on airplanes every fucking time I fly. Not every time, but so, so, so often. In fact, the last two times I flew, it happened. And one of the times... Um, I sat, was sitting on a plane, and a guy, a big, big guy came, and he sat down next to me. And I was in the window seat. Also, this was not a full flight. No reason to sit right next to me in the middle seat. Like, the aisle seat was open. And he came and sat down next to me and was, like, kind of, like, you know, took over the seat real fast, leaning into my seat, taking up some of my space. And then was, like, started talking to me and was, like, oh, I'm so excited to have somebody to have a conversation with. And I was, like, oh, yeah, how are you today? And I talk to a lot of people on flights. I always talk to people on flights. But sometimes I'm just not in the mood and I'm tired or it's 6 in the morning, you know. And he started talking to me. And also he was just kind of talking in these, like, weird platitudes where, like, I was, like, how are you today? And he was, like, oh, any day I can live as an honest man is a good day. And I was, like, oh, what? (laughs) That's stupid. (laughs) I'm putting my headphones in. Um, hi, Dylan. You coming in to check out the Dylan. sound? <laughs> it's, it's working. It's got some red lines in it. Oh, we're just being too loud. Oh, no, we're loud. too oh, loud. Oh, we're too loud now, are we? <laughs> it's just like a man to say that. Just like a man. <laughs> anyway, um, so he, he kept saying weird shit to me. So I put my, I like kind of nicely was like, oh, haha, and put my headphones in and got my book out. And he kept talking to me with my headphones on, like stream of consciousness, just like, and then another time and blah, blah, blah. Um, And I finally took out one of my headphones and was like, hey, I have to read this script for work. So sorry, I'm not being more talkative, which I shouldn't even have to say. Like, I have my headphones in, you know, that's just a social cue of like, no, thank you, please. Right. And he was like, oh, I see. Oh, sorry. I was trying to talk to you. So then he when we went to get off the flight, when I took my headphones out and was putting my stuff away as we were like deplaning he was like boy i thought i was gonna get to have a conversation with you but you just put your headphones in and i i was i was looking forward to it, but you you know you just had no interest in that and i was like nope not really and i wonder why he said that do you think he yeah. would have said that to i don't know another dude oh for sure not if a, he had been sitting next to him what man, about like a 70 year old woman yeah would he yeah. would he say that to yeah. somebody like that yeah. oh no is it because you're young and pretty Yes, exactly. And he wants to fuck me. And so he's like, well, you owe me something. My dick has feelings for you. You got to have a conversation with me. So as we were getting off the plane, he hassled me 
all the way down the aisle of the plane up the jetway until we were like and like we were standing at, like in the jetway waiting to get past and i looked back because he had been hassling me about not talking to him that entire time and i looked back and the people in line behind us were like what the fuck like he just would not stop being like well i just i mean i guess you don't like talking to people on planes that's up to you but you know you could have had it i mean you see the you always are like you were on your phone the whole time and i'm like what the fuck because i was reading um you know my kindle which i guess makes you be on your phone which even fuck off if i'm playing candy crush go fuck yourself you're on a plane i'm on a plane yeah so that was super i don't it was just one of those times where i was like i don't i don't i'm not required to have a conversation with you i'm not required to sit here and stroke your ego just because i'm a young woman younger woman which i'm you know i'm 36 i'm a fucking mom (laughs) fuck off you know (laughs) i'm probably more mature and smart than you are i am for sure um not you him (laughs) but god and then the flight before that i sat next to a guy who you know he started talking and i just was had had a cup of coffee and was a little more chatty and also because sometimes i actually it's almost like a social experience i'm always really fascinated by the stuff men will tell me on planes like i 80 percent of the guys who sit next to me and start talking to me almost within two to three minutes tell me that they're married but their marriage is really on the rocks right now which is just a total so if you wanted to bang or give me a hand job right now that would totally be kosh you know it's totally fine and they'll talk to me about like this guy talked to me about um his imminent divorce and he talked to me about which is just such a turn on by the way oh my god please i love yeah. divorce chat oh soaked panties as soon as you start telling me how your wife cheated on you a year ago and so now you felt like you had the license to also cheat but you don't think it's going to work out anyway so really what what's the matter with any of it we're all just people uh, and then he talked to me about incest in his family how there had been incest between his siblings and his family and he talked and then of course because he were flying from idaho he talked to me at length about guns for so long and showed me pictures on his phone of animals he shot and was like here's the buck i got last year here's some pheasants i got like was showing me like 50 pictures of stuff he had he had hunted which i i grew up in idaho i've hunted you know i used to go hunting with my brother and my dad all the time i i have no problem with hunting i don't care but like how, why do you think that's a panty dropper <laughs> why did guys show me pictures of shit he's they showing shot? that he's gonna provide you with some <laughs> venison were you to give him a hand job right now you might get some venison steaks out oh, of the deal i hate venison but i do like elk and i will elk give a hand job for some elk <laughs> for sure why not you know yeah he he was so like proud of himself and showing me like like and it's so funny because if he were to show me, don't show me pictures of stuff you've shot. Show me a picture of your garden. Like right. that would impress me. That's a panty dropper being like, and here's my kale. It's doing very well. And uh, I got watermelons this year. I have only grown one watermelon in my life. Are you kidding me? You have watermelons? Every motherfucker I, I know got like mouth. three antelope this year. Like yeah, you're nothing. Deal. <laughs> oh, you shot a deer? Come on. Everybody shot a deer. I could walk out. Down, like into uh, down the green belt to shoot a deer if i wanted to right now also it tastes like garbage it tastes like rotten garbage and i don't want to eat your stupid venison i'm not impressed by that show me what kind of zucchini you got this year was well it a, maybe not zucchini you're right that's that is the <laughs> that's the venison equivalent of for gardening yeah nobody wants your fucking zucchini yeah totally yeah but delicata squash oh wow yeah. you're really oh wow yeah, yeah. I, was, I don't know it was so <sighs> I don't know. I just, I get talked to 
I have a pretty, pretty decent uh, don't talk to me vibe for sure. And especially on planes. I don't I don't end up with that Mm. very often. But it's (laughs) and it's it's actually um, only the kind of guys that stood next to me in Fred Meyer who who decide that I like like, oh, this is a conquest. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, this girl is a raging bitch. Let Ooh, me take this, this down a notch. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I, I've done what you said, and I've been using my plain face. Mm-hmm. Like, you showed me, and it doesn't, it doesn't seem to work. Yeah. I think, it, I think it, that's true. The more, like, standoffish and bitchy I act, the more guys are like, ooh, uh, <laughs> I like that. I just refuse to engage. But I do the same with, you know, middle-aged women that want to talk to me about yeah. the latest Carl Hyassen novel they're reading. Yeah, I get talked to by women too, but women are different. Where if I'm like, oh, that's I mostly nice. just and then put my headphones other in, people are like, annoying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like I like people and I like to talk to people on planes. I don't like, I don't like when the conversation is clearly angling to fuck me. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't mind usually just hearing about somebody's kid or something, but when it's clearly, let me show you pictures I sh- of things I shot. Yeah, <laughs> kind of over that. Oh, you got a deer! Ooh. Wow. <laughs> here's my pussy on a platter um the other the other thing i had um was i had 300 like a couple weeks ago i got 350 face requests in one day facebook Facebook friend requests and i don't know if it's like an algorithm or something i don't know what happened and i I, for a long time i had i don't accept facebook requests from men that i don't know period but i i was looking through and i'm like whatever i'm just gonna accept a bunch of these because why not so I accepted a bunch, and then since then, I've gotten like 100 to 200 requests a day, mostly men, like 99% men. And I've been going through and kind of re- accepting some just because it's like, well, I'm so – like when you hit 5,000, then nobody can send you any. So maybe that's the way to do it. Uh, it turns out that was just a, she, a real bad idea. And I've and I've been getting like 10 or more messages a day just of like the – I, I don't even we let's come up with a term for this the thing that guys do where you're strangers you don't know each other on social media in any way and they start the conversation out with hey sexy <laughs> like <laughs> hello there sexy hey hottie what are you up to and you're like no just even the guys who are just like hi I ignore those guys too because I, we we have nothing unless you're like hey I have a gig for you like I don't I'm not on here to make friends with 52 year old uh dads in chicago you know like i'm not i'm not i don't need more male friends but guys are always just like hey hey sexy how are you today hey lover oh no (laughs) even my lover i would punch in the face for calling me lover gross don't do that i feel like there needs to be like a like a a term for the like a like man greeting or something where it just goes sexy way too fast and one guy sent me the thing that was like you're beautiful and I love you. And I haven't been responding to him. And he's just, he's sent me like 10 messages a day. I'm, I'm probably just going to block him. But the last one was like, how are you today? Are you being sexy and sweet? <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, fucker. <laughs> Not if I can help it. <laughs> are you being sexy and sweet? It sounds like internet or online dating. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of that. I did that. Uh, a long time ago and was so turned off by uh the like automatic intimacies expected yeah i was like oh yeah no we're not we're strangers yeah we've never met yeah i don't want to see your dick right now no 
I've, wait for me to ask. I'm almost less offended by dicks at this point. Yeah. Because a dick is just like, boom, am I right? It's just so <laughs> dumb. But like the guys who take a minute to like type out some like, like the guy who, like a, last week a guy was like, I'd love to paint you. I'm like, come on, buddy. Like, <laughs> that's just insulting. At least a picture of your dick is just straight up. I have a, I have a heart on and I'm stupid about it. You know, I want to paint you as like, I think you're stupid. <laughs> I think you're dumb enough to think I want to paint you and not fuck you. He wants to paint me. Oh, my God. Really? Is it because I'm so beautiful? Shut up. Anyway, so he's painting me next week. <laughs> uh, open studio. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> I don't. I feel doing? defeated. I know. Me too. Boy, we, the wind just went right out of us. Anyway. <laughs> What yeah. are you doing? What do you got going on this week? Well, I have a big pork butt in the crock pot right wow, now. Oh, <laughs> big week for you. That's fantastic. So we uh, processing this pork butt, making some chili verde. Well, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Actually, it smelled really good when I left the house. And I was like, oh, I, do, I shouldn't leave. I should just stay here and live in this moment. <laughs> Way to be present, Joss. Way to be present right in the moment with... <laughs> Well, yeah, it's no pork butt, but uh, <laughs> tomorrow I go to San Francisco to do uh, audio recording for the guest list for Audible, and then I come home for a couple of days, and then I go to Mexico for actual pork butt chili, <laughs> like authentic. Actually, no, I'm going to Cancun, so it'll be all ridiculous tourist bullshit food. Um, which, yeah. which none of which you can eat because you have to wear a bathing suit. Yeah, I have to wear exactly. I have to wear a bathing <laughs> no suit. No tacos the whole time. for you. Nope. <laughs> I will just be living off spinach smoothies like I have been for the last week. That's how I. That's how I always lose weight is um, not exercise and not think about it, and then in the last week be like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, <laughs> shit, shit, shit. <laughs> Oh, I have to be in a bikini for this. Ah. I'm considering hypnosis. Yeah. I feel like I need somebody else to do the work for me <laughs> because I've tried. I just can't. I just can't right now. What will they hypnotize out of you? You eat really healthy already. I do, but maybe they'll hypnotize me to want like maybe not eat as much cheese or, oh, yeah. you know, like, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe if they could just dial back the caloric intake by like i don't know 25 percent you're getting very sleepy <laughs> also you have this crazy urge to dial back your caloric intake by 25 percent yeah and you think you're a rabbit i don't that's the only hypnotism i've ever done was at the so i found a group on for this because i'm not gonna pay full price for, for it come on of course not yeah and the 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 uh, company that ran the group on um had only five ratings um on i don't know whatever the ratings are the rating system or whatever and then i just like looked it up um looked up hypnosis and there's other places in boise that have really good ratings but i'm not going there <laughs> no no so. you want to go to the place uh where they are eight hundred dollar value three yeah eight hundred dollar value three stars <laughs> Um, three I, star hypnosis i only stopped eating by like 10 percent. i asked for 20 that would be fine that would that would even be fine <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody has any experience with uh hypnotherapy yeah holla, you know? holla at us <laughs> um all right well everybody we will see you i'm i'm back in like a week and a half yeah and i'm back for three whole days and then i go uh to redmond bend portland and eugene 
There's going to be a whole organ run. It's going to be fun. So I'll probably just see you for our requisite Manny petty sash. Yes, yeah. Maybe we'll make a, a podcast. We'll see. You know what? We'll see who invades your personal space, and we'll just go from there. We'll just okay. see. We'll just see who pushes Maybe I'll boundaries. get murdered. Yay! <laughs> we can have that corn maze wedding stat. <gasps> yes. I mean, corn maze funeral um, stat. When you die, I'll go to your family and be like, she really wanted a corn maze funeral. And they're like, I don't think she... No, she was very clear in her final days. And I'll doctor the audio to this so you're, that you're like, I want a corn maze wedding. I'll funeral. A funeral. <laughs> they the same thing to me. Ha-ha! Okay. All right. Well, it was lovely to see you. And love I you love too, too. you. Love you all so much. Love you. Love bye. You, bye.